Welcome back, everyone. I love this series, and I'm so excited to continue this today, where we're identifying those areas in which we do not feel home. And we're beginning to see how we can look to Jesus to fill those deepest needs for us, instead of placing the expectation on people we love to fulfill us in a way that only Jesus can. Today, we're looking at the specific need for comfort and understanding. This is probably the area that most represents to me what I want home to feel like. I imagine the perfection of a log cabin with the fireplace roaring and the smell of autumn, soft rugs under my feet, and the tastiest hot cocoa in a mug, warming my hands and bringing my senses to life. I imagine warm pajamas and a good book and no time restrictions or places to be. And I can see the safest space with people who completely understand my hiccups and imperfections in the middle of a spectacular scene with whom I can be myself to a fault and who I can share my deepest battles and struggles and desperate cries and feel nothing but love and compassion and comfort. No matter where your imagination takes you, when you think of home and comfort and what that would feel like to you, I'm sure you have experienced the very real moments where it seemed only an illusion. One that you believed only existed in fairy tales and pipe dreams, far out of the reach of your reality. I want you to know that there is nothing wrong with the desire for this feeling, for the level of comfort and understanding that your heart longs for, and I fully believe that is exactly what we will experience when we go home to be with our Lord and Savior. The issue becomes where we seek this comfort and what we expect from others in order to have this need met. For many of us who have struggled with addiction, our needs became a complicated subject. On one hand, we might have suppressed our needs because we had learned that they were unimportant or not worthy of being addressed. On the other hand, we might have found ourselves selfishly grasping at our needs, giving little thought to other people and becoming enraged when we felt our needs were not being fulfilled. We might have been confused about what our true needs really were. At least that was my story. I moved quickly from one person to the next as my focal point for fulfillment and satisfaction. No one person could ever fill that space because my needs were far too complicated and overwhelming and abstract. And I was wanting someone else to figure out what I could not. I was desperate for healing and wholeness and completion, but I saw only the shallow needs, the surface level pain that could be remedied temporarily by fleshly things. And it was never enough for me. It was not supposed to be enough for me, but I hurt so many people along the way. I was blessed by moments that were comforting. We all are. Even early in recovery, when I sat to share my fifth step, 
I sat across from someone getting ready to pour out hours upon hours of writing I had done, where I had cataloged every fear and resentment and sin and inappropriate behavior and struggle that I had had. And the person across from me was gentle in their response. I had imagined that after doing the fifth step, it would feel as though I was being punched in the stomach that it would hurt that bad, but instead there was a nodding of the head in understanding and the reassurance that I was not alone. It was well received. I've enjoyed friendships in which I could count on a hug or a prayer when I was going through rough times. And I have been blessed with a relationship where I truly found my best friend, where comfort and understanding surround me even when I least deserve it. This is one of the gifts that God gave to us. People, recovery groups, friends, leadership. But let's be clear about something. On our own, in our human state, we cannot comfort another or be comforted by another because we are all broken. It is only through the power of Christ that true comfort and understanding exists. This doesn't mean that we cannot receive this through the gift of friendship and relationship that God provides, but we need to be careful not to rely on other people to fill those needs. Sometimes people have their own struggles and they're unable to be there for us in the way we think we need. Other times, they have not shared the same experiences we have, and they may not respond to us in a way where we feel understood. It's so easy to become frustrated or discouraged when that happens because we want to feel the immediate release of pain, and some part of us believed that the person right in front of us was going to provide that. So where do we turn? What do we do? How do we find freedom and fulfillment in our deepest needs? In chapter four of my book, Surrender, Discover the Promise of Releasing Pain, Sexual Addiction, and Shame, I focus on the idea of easily counting on people to fulfill our needs for understanding, encouragement, and comfort. I'm going to read a portion of this for you now. When I was hurting and temptation was overwhelming, I leaned on the people who were in the program. They were often very helpful. For the first time in my life, I began learning how to have friendships with men. These were men who cared for me, who genuinely wanted me to succeed at recovery and in life. I began opening to women who allowed me to speak from a place of truth. I am so grateful for the lessons I learned and the moments that I felt change. Transformation was beginning, but I couldn't quite get to a place of wholeness and connection. I did not find freedom. Fast forward a few paragraphs and I wrote, as I look back, the relationship I had with God was eerily like the relationship I had with other people. The carelessness and mistrust were replicated by the inability to turn everything over to God and the freedom I felt in taking his presence for granted. My stubbornness and avoidant anxious attachment style, think, leave me alone, please don't go, carried over in my relationship with God as well. 
The God who created me, who loved me and desperately wanted to know me, did not receive any more of my attention or time than any other person, and often not as much. He can't be manipulated, but I tried. Unhealthy people attract other unhealthy people. Brokenness is comforted by brokenness. I was surrounded by fine china that had been cracked and glued back together with a few missing pieces. Instead of putting my faith in the only one who can restore, I allowed my security and growth to come from the textbooks and scientific literature that I was reading and researching, and in the temporary grace offered by people who were as desperate to receive it as I was. God was an accessory to my recovery, not my focal point, not my center. Uh. I'm reading this again and I'm reminded by how real this struggle is for me. Let me point out that I did not trust people. I did not trust that they were going to fill my needs or stand by my side or have my back when times got tough. I did not believe that anyone could truly love me, but I was so desperate to have those needs filled that despite my mistrust, I sought out the comfort and understanding they were willing to give. Anything to relieve the pain for a moment, even if I did not trust that it was real. And when people were unable or unwilling, or their kind of comfort they were offering did not quite fit my expectations at the time, this mistrust was reinforced. It was solidified. But I kept seeking. And then here was Jesus, arms open wide, ready to give every ounce of comfort and understanding I could ever need and more. Just look at what the scripture says, reassuring us. In 1 Corinthians 1, 3-4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we are comforted by God. Meant to receive from Christ and give to others what we have received, that comfort by which we are comforted by God. In Psalm 23, 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Matthew eleven twenty through 30, come to me all who are who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Psalm 119.76 says, Let your steadfast love comfort me according to your promise to your servant. And Matthew 5.4 says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Jesus is always with us, and he is our comfort, our home. He wants us to turn to him in prayer and in truth, opening our heart to him fully 
and allowing his presence to fill our deepest needs to be known and loved. Think for a moment of that log cabin in the woods or wherever it is you picture in your mind when you think of home, of comfort and peace and gentleness and a complete understanding for who you are and what you have done and what you are going through. Imagine the smells and sounds and sensations that draw you most. Imagine that Jesus is in that place with you, just the two of you. Now pour out your heart to him. Feel him remind you in the sound of crackling firewood, in the smell of autumn, in the heat of the warm mug inside your hands, in the delicious taste of homemade hot cocoa, that he is there waiting and wanting for you to melt into him, to trust him with your heart knowing that he will give you every ounce of comfort and understanding you could ever need. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, forgive us for not trusting you with our deepest wounds. You came to this earth to walk in our shoes, and nobody knows better than you what pain and human struggle feels like. Yet we turn to others who are just as broken as we are, to fill those needs of comfort and understanding. Let us find you in the spaces we need you the most. Let us seek you through prayer and conversation and open our hearts to receive you. Open our eyes and ears to the gifts of comfort that you provide. And let us remember it is you who fulfills our deepest needs. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I can't wait to jump in next week with PIC, Partners in Christ. Have a great week, everyone. God bless.